bringing together the brightest minds to help you build a better business model. Welcome to Cannabis Business Minds, presented by LiveAdvisors.com, only on CannabisRadio.com. Here are your hosts, Simone Smaluk-Radzins and Kristen Yoder. All right, this is Simone and Kristen from Cannabis Business Minds, and this is a special podcast with the topic of leadership, management training, and the importance of it into your business. We just got back from an excellent trade show, NCIA Cannabis Business Summit in Oakland. Next year, for sure, mark your calendars because for me, this was one of there's two shows that I love the most. This honestly is my favorite. MJ BizCon. MJ BizCon, also in Vegas. But this one, because it's really, for me, it goes very deep to my heart that it's still focused on, hey, we're in a federally illegal spot. Let's remember that and build our business around that. It evokes entrepreneurship, um, collaboration, and more than anything, business. Yes, it's a, it's definitely one of the best B two B expos out there. Uh, yes, um, and it's. Uh, I think a lot of people come from around the country, but definitely the movers and shakers in the California industry, and it's just so fun to actually get everyone together. Yeah. To you know. Like, I mean, the energy is palpable. The entrepreneurialism oh, yeah. and... And the after parties are nothing to joke about. I mean, really, MJ BizCon is pff, undeniably, like, the best, like, parties, yeah. after parties. But it was definitely cool. It was a NorCal vibe, you know? Like, when yeah. we went to the Meet Your Grower. Oh, yeah. So many strong grower women that are killing it up there, like they, you know, yeah, there was they're a, meant to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But also, what was crazy about, so if everyone's listening, like, why are you guys partying so much? Because if you are running a business, you got to remember, if you're a CEO, if you're a business owner, if you're an entrepreneur, take a step back and remember that you really shouldn't be both in the business and running the business. And I think this is probably the hardest thing for a lot of people to recognize because you got to pay the bills, you got to sell, you got to, you know, really focus on the logistics of it. But a lot of magic is made when you develop relationships. And the parties are better because when you, especially if you have a booth, you know, inside of the event, you're on your sales pitch business mode, but when you get to the after party, it's like, whew, you know, and everyone, actually everyone is practicing their pitch, you know, to go in there and talk to as many people as possible yep. or whatever the case is. I think that's a really big difference too is everyone's so much cooler when they're like chilling out, you know, plus that's how you build relationships. And that's the point is that sales is building relationships. Sales is not saying to somebody, hey, guess what, Kristen, I have the best product ever. You know what? It's $5,000. Yeah. It's no, hey, Kristen, what's up with you? What do you do? And lead into those questions to make sure that she is matching your target market, as I call it, your avatar. And if she's not, be polite and say, okay. And if not, and, and well, if she is not, maybe still engage in that conversation. I mean, exactly. You never know who she knows. Exactly. She might know someone perfect for you. Yeah. You know, so that's the point is, even if you talk to everyone just a little bit, you seriously never know. No. Until I mean, you have conversation. And I personally don't. Like, I don't like striking up conversations with people, you know, um, what would be the word? Shallow, in a shallow type of way. Like, I'm an introvert. I'm way more just real, get to the point, mm -hmm. let's, you know. And it's it's so tiring as well to have to be on that. Yeah, it's mode. a healthy balance. I think that you, you have to wear your networking face and you have to, you know, wear that uniform for a minute but it's exhausting i mean well, i'm tired after that week i mean you really have to know like what are you there for like it's really hard to go to these events and not have an idea exactly Be ugh, it's like when we were consulting we had so many different you know possible clients because yeah. it's like everybody needs help everybody needs help so talk yeah. to the grow people talk yeah. to the extraction people it's like oh talking to these investors and whatever and it's like 
we know who our demographic is. We know who we need to talk to. We already did the research. So it's a lot more relaxed yeah, cause we and like, enjoyable mm-hmm. because we have time to go get Starbucks and talk a bit, you know? And like, then go meet somebody who's exactly. hopefully a huge client in yeah. the line at Starbucks because we were off guard. We weren't having that sales mode and we engaged in a conversation and boom. It's like when we were walking to get food and I was like super hungry and I'm like, Simone, like for the love of God, stop talking to people everywhere we go. And then these guys end up being potential sponsors for our women's event. Exactly. Like... I would have been like, dude, let's just go, you know? I'm like, no, no, no. Exactly. No, let's chat. Yeah. Exactly. But so the topic today, though, isn't really about how to sell and do great things while networking, but the topic is the importance of... Employee engagement. Leadership and management training. Yes. And I think the best way... To achieve, yeah, to achieve the employee engagement. And I just want to talk about it for a second, but the keynote speaker for NCIA Oakland's Cannabis Business Summit was the former president of Mexico, Vicente Fox. And wow, that was an excellent keynote. Uh, I think he touched on a lot of political issues. He got a lot of cheers and people applauding for um, him being a better leader than our current one, in but my like, opinion. Sh- everyone yes. is. <laughs> yeah. But what resonated so hardcore with both of us was how much he was talking about leadership. Exactly. He, he was talking about being a good business person, you know, running, having your mission to find. It's literally the same thing we say all the time and the same thing that we're applying to ourselves. And it's just so like amazing how we have this, you know, change in direction where we're like, yeah, everyone needs help with the process, but no one's addressing leadership and management skills. And having worked with a lot of companies and having managed a lot of these cannabis companies and having talked to a bunch of people, to everyone that we spoke to about this, it rings so true that how can you have a healthy or a happy uh, company culture mm-hmm. if no one knows how to lead a team? Yeah. You know, or if you're leading a team and you've got the CEO or the owner mm. continuously messing everything up, you know, 100%. because they don't know how to do it. And it's so funny. So this does not just happen with cannabis companies. No, it's all. This is pervasive from really startups to even I saw it in major, major corporations. And right now, Uber, in fact, the CEO, and, and it was a, a fantastic piece on NPR. So for all those that don't know, the CEO of Uber is not formally stepping down forever, but taking a break to do a better leader, a better leader for Uber 2.0. And one of the main reasons that they were talking about of what happened was rapid growth. Rapid growth with, you know, think about it. And I'm experiencing this and we're ha- like making sure for Calagia that we're not doing this. We clearly are making sure with our company is that you have an idea. And let's remember, you've done the business plan and you've thought it out. You've done your process. You have your mission statement. But maybe you haven't done it all the way. And you're like, yes, a new client. Oh, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. And you forget what we talk about in operations, the four pillars process. You forgot about that, right? And you forgot about HR process. And then nobody gets it. Well, and you, or you grew so quickly yeah. that you never even had time to focus on getting those things in place. Mm-hmm. Or you were so profit driven mm-hmm. that it's like, Money before everything. Yeah, because you needed to feed yourself at the very beginning. And then you are reacting Mm -hmm. instead of being proactive. proactive. And you're hiring people that you're probably not even betting correctly, that you don't even know, really. I mean, we've worked with companies that every single person in the company will interview you before they hire you just to make sure you fit with the team because the team is the company. Yes, and even before you have that team though, you should have an idea of what your values are, what your company culture is, so that when you do that hiring, you're making sure, and I like it, thinking about it, you don't want everybody to be exactly the same. No, no. That's not a, that, so like, just so we can make sure that people get that, you want a diverse team. You want complementary, mm-hmm. like us, yeah. being like practically completely opposite. Yeah. Except for 
our passion, yeah. you know, but it's like we complement each other. You definitely don't want every, that's why you should hire people that are smarter than you. Always. Because how stupid to try and maintain control when you could be improving everything, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think that's a huge thing that I want to touch on is you said how important it is to maintain control. And I think that too many people maintain too much control. No, I didn't. I, I didn't don't. say how important it is to maintain control. The fact is, is get a good team and empower them yes. to lead their teams and get out of the way. Exactly. Not, it's not about maintaining control. It's about creating a good structure, mm-hmm. good procedures and processes, and stepping back because you should be hiring people you trust yep. that are able to do what they're good at. That's exactly. why you hire them. And like, get out of the way. 100%. No, I knew you didn't say that. I just wanted to reemphasize. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. No, we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, that's so important. I think a lot of leaders, though, and entrepreneurs in the, are you in the business or running the business, struggle with that. Hardcore, they struggle with that. It's when you're the idea person, more than likely you are not operational minded. You are not process minded. Yeah. How do you know what you don't know you don't know? Yeah. Right? And it's like, then you hire people. Who know that? That well, no. Then you hire people for not very much money, or you try to get free help because that's what it's like having a startup. Yeah. And you start with like no foundation. Oh, you're talking about what traditional companies do? Oh, 100 percent. Or any company, yes. all startups go through that, yeah. and you're setting yourself up for failure. You really are, and it's just so funny. It's like because I'm really like wanting to write this book. I know there's a lot that exists about why startups fail, but I would rather write the bible of how to succeed in your startup that's huge hiring your friends hiring your sister hey you know what like maybe i could pay you a little bit of money but i don't i really can't do too much and maybe i'll give you some equity maybe no like if you have a really good idea figure out who is the right team not solving reacting to a problem like oh shoot i just heard on a blog or read on a blog that i need to do social media i'm just gonna make social media right now yeah it's like (laughs) yeah look we speak from experience like we are both perfectionist overdoers just continuous improvement to our own detriment sometimes Mm -hmm. because we really need help but it's all about capital it is like the key to success is to start out with capital so that you can put the pieces in place mm-hmm. first and then go from there. Hire amazing people that will give you a solid foundation. It, especially because, and it goes back again to your goals. Like if you're trying to build, once you've done your goals and you've figured all of that and your out. your mission. And, well, yes, your mission, your goals, all that. You're going to have a lot more insight of what you really want. So it's going to help you figure out do you how much capital do you really need to raise? Like, if well, that's you, what financial projections and your business plan are for. Exactly. Right? But okay. But we're side swiping a little bit. Yeah, and we're getting to the process. Let's yeah, we're getting to the process. But let's talk about leadership. So we're going to take a break, and when we return, we'll be talking about some benefits of great leaders and how you can apply them into your business. Time for us to do some sponsor business. More cannabis business minds when we return. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. 
Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be. The Vuber way. Great minds think alike because they listen to Cannabis Business Minds. Presented by LiveAdvisors.com, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, so we're back, and this is Simone and Kristen with Live Advisors, and you're listening to Cannabis Business Minds on Cannabis Radio. So we just took a break, and we were talking about, the, you know, what makes a good leader. Kristen, when you think about leadership and management training and doing it right, and maybe you need to start with what's going on wrong, what do you think? So I would like to start this out with some statistics okay. that will give people a better idea of what employee engagement means mm-hmm. and what disengagement means to both the definition and to your bottom line. And this is from a Dale Carnegie study. Okay. Uh, so $11 billion is lost annually due to employee turnover. In the U.S., I imagine. Yes. Wow. Yes. Companies That's more than the cannabis industry is valued at. Just to put people in perspective. That's like true. like think about it in like what's that mean? So that means that annually companies are losing more money than the cannabis industry is currently valued at. Whoa. Yeah, it's always good to put things into yeah. perspective, wow. right? Mm-hmm. So to the opposite end, companies with engaged employees outperform those without them two hundred and two percent better than companies yeah. with disengaged employees. I mean, but that makes sense. One, why, when you're talk, happy, yeah. when you're productive, mm-hmm. when you know what you're supposed to be doing and you're able to do it, then, yeah, of course, it, yeah. then you have time to improve. Well, not only that, but I also think that everybody wants to feel value. Like, And I think a lot of times yes. leaders don't realize that. It's like everybody is showing up, why? Are they getting a paycheck? Yeah, if they're fucking, excuse my language, if they're disengaged, yeah. But if you have a loyal employee that has skin in the game, like they're gonna help you for quite a long time. When they, until they don't see why they shouldn't anymore. Yeah, exactly. I think that's so important is to get the employee buy-in and that's why you need to have clear, defined mission Mm -hmm. so that every single person that gets hired sees where they fit in the overall company, you know? And all you have to do, I'm one of those people, I just want you to appreciate my work. Like, tell me I'm doing good. I just... I just want to know. I think most people are the same way. Well, I think, and that's what a leader needs to figure out, is, like, who's on his or her team and what motivates them. Exactly. Right? Because everybody is a little different. I'm the same. Like, if I have great recognition for what I've done, that's much more important to me than a paycheck. Yeah. Clearly, I need to feed myself and go on vacation, but it's much more gratifying to know that I've helped something massive than just taking home a paycheck. Exactly. It's... It's becoming a part of something mm-hmm. bigger than yourself. Why do you think companies don't even do that? Like because what happens they to them? don't start with that in mind. I don't think that until you have 10, 15 employees, you're thinking about the culture of the company. Mm-hmm. Though it should align with your mission and mm-hmm. your values. I don't think, it's like most companies that are small, they don't have an HR person. Mm-hmm. You know, their employee well-being and employee training and enrichment, those are things like really exceptional companies do. And it's mm-hmm. sad that all companies don't do that. The best, Clearly Uber didn't. I mean, no, a- Uber was, and tech in general is mm-hmm. a very like, misogynistic industry Mm -hmm. and it's much smaller amount of women in Mm -hmm. tech you know so that was that was on them like they kept ignoring it and yeah you have to be no fury like a woman scorn and so a leader just to reiterate then needs to be aware that's a huge characteristic right aware of people aware of outside factors that are affecting the business and could affect their business it's 
called active listening. Mm -hmm. Ask people, just ask, be like, hey, come on in, you know, how have you been? Is there anything blocking your progress? Is there any great things you have to talk about? Is there anything I can help you with? Like where, I've had managers where they're like, well, where do you want to be in a year? Mm -hmm. Where do you want to end up? Like, what are your goals? Mm -hmm. And it's like, how nice that you actually think of that because now that you know if you can offer someone ways to move towards the department they want to be in or to offer challenges to them to make them feel like you care and to help them get somewhere Mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to be financial even though paying people well enough to have quality of life is huge yeah you know but it should also be actively checking in with people yeah you know how are you doing how can we help And having structure when you get so big. Oh, structure is everything. But to me, there's people Mm -hmm. and there's process. Mm -hmm. And structure is process. But culture should be part of the process. Netflix has an insanely awesome pitch deck where they really lay it out. Like who they want, who you should be. And if it's like Amazon. Yep. They will pay their Which employees. Which they are about to buy Whole Foods. You I know. That? I saw. Interesting. So Amazon will offer their employees, whoever has worked there for a year, $5,000 to quit. Mm-hmm. Because their reasoning is like, if that's all it takes for you to quit, good riddance. Like, we don't need people like you working here. We need people that want to work here. Yeah. So we would gladly pay for you to stop mm-hmm. dragging down our company. In Good to Great by Jim Collins, and that's the whole thing. Get the right people on the right bus. Get the right people on the bus and then figure out where the bus is going. Yes. Right? Even Gustavo, our producer, was talking about this at the very beginning. It's like you want to make sure if you're pitching an idea that – you have the right team, and right team meaning a balance of skills and personality. And a shared vision yeah. of success mm-hmm. and where they want to go. And, like, so just, like, talk a little bit more about, like, disengaged employees. There's a lot of statistics. Do you have any more about, like, what else, like... So I read this, and yeah. it totally rings true. Um, 80% of... 80% of employees are dissatisfied with their direct manager. I, why do you think that is? Well, A, and this is why we want to do management and leadership training, is just because you're a manager doesn't mean you've been equipped with the tools and the understanding and the skills that it takes to be a good manager and a good leader. Yeah. If you come into a company that doesn't even have an established culture or have an owner that cares about employee culture, you're fighting an uphill battle, you know? And then most people get promoted based on tenure. And that's even harder because now you need to manage your peers. Yeah. So you really have to work hard. And I personally, when I was managing operations at the edible company, I took online management classes and learned so much Mm -hmm. that it's like, I would have been lost without these things and yeah. management management theory methodology that's old school because it's business exactly. you know cannabis or not I also think in certain organizations depending on how many levels there are another issue with those man- why employees might not like their managers is because the managers don't know what they're supposed to do because the CEO mm-hmm. and the business owner doesn't know how to communicate well Maybe the roles and responsibilities aren't defined super well for those managers. Exactly. They go into a meeting not even having a freaking action item, and then they might not even like the CEO, so then they're not telling the right objectives or whatever to their team, and that's not getting communicated. So, like, when you think trickle about down it's the trickle-down effect, right? Yeah. So, I mean, when you think about organizational health, that's not something that you can solve in a day. Like, I have one more statistic. Yes. of employees lack confidence in senior leadership in their companies. Whoa. Yeah. Think of it this way. Employees rarely are totally honest with their managers, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Then there's the C-suite slash executives that are basically like the suits. Employees don't even communicate with the suits and vice versa because they talk to the managers, you know? Mm -hmm. So employees don't even, like... 
they don't even trust these people, first of all, you know, and no one ever works on bridging the gap. But in the end, your employees know what's going on in your company better than anybody because they're on the front lines. Yeah, and I think a lot of times people have this idea of like, oh, well, everybody's replaceable. Yeah, they are. But the costs related to that and the disharmony that could be affected in that company and like... And the information you lose? Yes, like... With every single person. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that happen where the person who's been there forever, I mean, they're really not replaceable because they did everything, especially when you start with a company. Exactly. And you had to wear a bunch of hats. And you just know where everything is. And you don't have time ever to get it out and put it down because you're growing so quickly. You're continuing hiring people. You Mm -hmm. don't even have the processes. So how are you supposed to train these people? And then you don't have time to make the processes because you're putting out fires all the time. If they're efficient in the first place. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so important to really start, besides the mission and values, what kind of culture do you want? Exactly, because every company has such a different culture. Like, when I was interviewing for my first job at PwC, like, basically all the big four accounting firms are the same. Mm-hmm. They have different company culture. That is literally the, the deciding factor. Your salary is probably going to be the same. You're going to have the same opportunities. Maybe if you're really interested, you could have different clients based off of one of the companies. But you know that if you're recruited, and I was for all four of them, your decision as the person that would accept the job offer, if you get all four, is who do you fit with? Mm-hmm. And so they make a very good time at it at the very beginning, but it's so true. It's like, What do you want your company culture to be, really? Like, do you want it to be a fun, relaxed place? Do you want it to be high stress? Like, and I'm not saying one's right or one's wrong. I'm saying I know exactly where I would go. Yeah. Maybe people like another one of those company cultures and you'd get a certain breed. Yeah, some some people thrive Mm -hmm. on... Like Wall Street people. Mm -hmm. I mean, God knows you burn out really quickly. Yeah. But, I mean, some people just like that, you know? Or maybe they don't even know that they don't like it. Yeah, dude, you don't know until you're like... Until you're so freaking tired, which goes back to our whole conversation about sleep. Yeah, cannabis, try it for sleep. CBD. (laughs) Yes. Uh, God, I wish we had the other statistics that we're talking about. We actually have a lot of the statistics on our website as well. Yeah, that's true. So go to our website, liveadvisors.com. And check out those statistics. Yeah, because they're insane. Some of them are crazy. Yeah. It's like... But let's talk about our programs, because I'm excited. Oh, yeah, okay. Because that's we true. have got... Wait, yes. should we take a break real quick? Uh, yes, let's take a break. Yes, okay. So we'll be right back. Time for us to do some sponsor business. More Cannabis Business Minds when we return. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the 4th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, June 12th to the 14th at the Oakland Marriott City Center in Oakland, California. Register now at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. Meet industry leaders over three days of informative sessions and visit hundreds of vendors along the more than 80,000 square feet of sold-out expo floor. Hear from over 100 thought leaders headlined by feature keynote speaker, former president of Mexico, Vicente Fox. Join us at the epicenter of the cannabis movement sponsored by the industry's only National Trade Association, the fourth annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, June 12th through the 14th. Register now at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint 
business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Great minds think alike because they listen to Cannabis Business Minds. Presented by LiveAdvisors.com, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, so we are back and we have something awesome in the works and we want to share it with everybody. Yeah, totally. And so this is so funny. We, we like actually, Chris and I realized at the NCI Oakland that we actually have a pitch. We are like, oh, we need to build our pitch. And then we were just talking to somebody and we're like, wow, we actually have a pretty good one. And so if you guys haven't listened, you should definitely go back into the archives and check out the Operational Assessment uh, podcast mm-hmm. where Chris and I go and talk about how do you have a successful operation. Mm-hmm. We clearly both know from our experience what makes up operations. And we believe that there's four pillars, people, process, strategy, and technology. That is still 100% our vision, or not our vision, but our view. But what we've realized is that of the four, it's crazy for us to be like masters of all four. We've killed process. We have, you know, SOPs people can download. Um, we've done business plans that can help with strategy. We advise to help strategy. But what's fun really is people. Well, and that's, we were talking to an employment lawyer about it, um, th- what we were doing. And he's like, that is so, well, everybody actually mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. like, it is so needed. It is so needed everywhere because cannabis companies are focused on compliance and licensing. And they should be, mm-hmm. they really should be, but a company is people. So, and in California, my goodness, if mm-hmm. you piss off an employee, like you're, you are really taking a risk. Yes. And that's another thing we've talked to insurance companies that are like, hey, we would give companies a discount if they took your training. Yes. So, okay, we've got three different trainings that are programs that are customizable based off of what you are in the cannabis industry. Because we've now worked with CEOs, business owners, we've worked with investors, there's no program for investors. Uh, We've worked with growing companies and established companies as well. So the one that really doesn't really relate too much to the team building, I'll just talk about quickly, is an eight-week coaching program. And I'm super pumped for this. So right now, you can only take it on a workshop. Um, We are going to offer an online course with it soon. So you can take it at your own pace. But basically, it's an eight-week program of how to be successful in a cannabis operation. So it's much more focused on process with one week of people. So we talk about you know, the importance of goals, doing your mission statement, inventory management, packaging requirements, security mm-hmm. requirements, yeah. um, f- how to build out your financials and make sense of them, 280E, all that. So that's one of them, but that's not so, it's fun, but this one, these two are much more fun. And so the other one that we're doing that's much more focused towards established companies that either have, you know, a startup team that wants to integrate this company culture or companies with managers that have employees is this one you want to tell them? So the way we were pitching it is all these companies, if you're putting out fires Mm -hmm. continuously, then you might have a management problem. (laughs) No, I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding because- Sorry, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. This is so true, you know, it's, it comes from the top. Like, let's, you need to realize this. Like if you're the business owner, it comes from the top because you're not giving the people lower than you the right tools to move forward. Okay, so what will be the checklist for somebody to be like, no, or yes? And in sense, like, do I need this? Like, so putting out fires. Do you have an employee orientation when they come in that explains all about your company, your mission, your goals, do you have a your mission? values? Is one of them then? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I think if you created this, if this is something you gave every single employee that came in, besides an employee handbook, mm-hmm. then hey, you're, like, so much farther ahead than most companies. But I almost mean, like, what would they be experiencing? Like, if they're like, oh. Oh, my point is, if you don't have that and you 
don't have any sort of employee training or any sort of management training or you're not investing in continuously educating the people mm-hmm. in your company, then yes, you should definitely do this. You have nothing to lose by empowering your managers with the tools they need to mm-hmm. successfully run their teams, even if it's not your strong suit. Well, because what you would experience having clarity in this is that you don't put out fires all the time, right? That you're being proactive and you're not being reactive and that everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing and why they're supposed to be doing it. And then that's going to lead to much more productive people. Well, and it's also... And happy people, honestly. If the managers are given the power to do what they need to do, then really seriously like let them do what they need to do because oftentimes the CEO slash owner is the bottleneck. Yeah. Where it's like everyone has to go to him or her mm-hmm. to figure things out except mm-hmm. they are not there. They don't they have a ton of things going on. Yeah. You know, if they're not good at leading people or teams or delegating or management, then a lot of things just go into a black hole. Yeah, and a black hole, that is a costly black hole. It's loss of revenue. It's poor customer service. It's wasted expenses. It could be employee theft. Like, that's the one thing, actually, that I want to touch on. I don't know if we did it in our other um, podcasts, but, you know, a disengaged employee. So there's something called the fraud triangle of, like, If you have too much access to certain things, more than likely you will be committing fraud. I mean, it's just proven. I've done tons of fraud investigations and it's, you know, is there an incentive? Is there an opportunity? And can you justify it? Your money offshore or something? No, I mean I'm an employee and I'm working at a dispensary. And you pissed me off, business owner. And you know what? You didn't of the strategy, you don't really have good process in place and I'm so I don't even have to break or collude with anybody because you didn't even have that process in place, right? And so I can justify stealing from the till. I can justify, you know, yeah, being like doing f you exactly. Like yeah, oh, you can replace me. Cool. Then like, I'm gonna replace me, your bank yeah, account let me take with nothing. A little bit of a benefits package before right? I go. And why would they? What's to stop them? Exactly. And so the cost of these people not going through the proper channels of getting into that corporate culture, feeling like, A, you doing that background first to make sure that somebody didn't do that already, Mm -hmm. right? So you've got other controls surrounding that. But once they're involved and you've done the good recruiting and all that, there's a lot that just relates to people, right? Mm -hmm. Process and the people. Mm -hmm. So I would just say that anybody could truly benefit from it. And so that program that we're doing, it's like a two-day program, right? So we've got one that's what Kristen was talking about, all those soft skills. Mm -hmm. Leading a meeting, delegating, talking to employees, communication. Active listening. And fun stuff. Incentivizing. And fun stuff, too. Like, it's a fun training. Like, it's like... I think there was a statistic that's on our website that was talking about... Like 85% of people, their biggest thing that they want is work-life balance. You know? If, yeah. And everybody wants to feel like you care, you know? If you are actually giving your managers this type of thing, this type of training, they see that you're investing in them. Yeah. Well, I think about it this. We had this conversation like a few weeks ago. Um, why does somebody leave a company to start their own stuff? Because they can do it better. They can do it better, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, they think they can they do it They think better. they can do it better. And so there's this vicious cycle, I think, right now that we're seeing. And I don't know if this has always existed or if it's just we're at the right time, you know, being in the startup world and it's over the last few decades. But you are good at something and you pissed, you're, you hated your manager. You hated being an employee. You hated the structure. Not only whatever. that, you have all their information. Right. So it's like, hey, I'm going to do what they do. With their, like, vendors. Who cares? I know their customers. Yeah. And so you decide, but you left because more, the the root cause of you leaving wasn't necessarily because you had a vision to create something new or an mission and something wanting to inspire people. No, you were it like, spite. it was spite, right? And so when you think about that, and then all of a sudden, maybe now you do have a vision. So you left there, then you have a vision, and you're trying to do something great, or you're an entrepreneur. Well, you got to really look at that that connection between leaving something and starting something new and really truly and I think that when we had Terry he even mentioned this is like a true leader knows they're not the best and a true leader 
should not be the best. The true leader should strive to be the best and strive to make everybody that they work with the best. And that, you know, that saying, lead by example. Yes. Lead by example. You, in the end, are who people look up to. Exactly. You are the example. You're the face name. You know, you are the company. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you expect if you're not running it correctly or you're not nice to people or you don't care? And let me tell you... It's the tone at the top, girl. When people decide that they don't want... That it's not working out. Mm -hmm. Generally, it's because they're, like, burnt out or they get to the point where they're so stressed, they're sick. Like, they're sickened just thinking about going in there. Mm -hmm. The amount of damage those people who have not quit yet that have decided they're going to quit poisoning everybody else around them because they're not that happy either, that's contagious. I've seen it wipe out departments, you know? And here's another thing. If you invest in their training, then you better stick to it because there is nothing more disheartening than making your employees think that you care and that you're willing to change, and then you don't. Yeah. So well, they don't trust it's a you. Dedica- it's the boy that cried wolf. You have to be dedicated to change. It's not just something you can wave a wand at. And why the hell wouldn't you want to be dedicated to change? If you're starting a business and if you're leading a team, you should have some goals. You should be excited. You should look at everything not as a challenge, as an opportunity to become better. But that's, I mean. Maybe this is leadership. That's common sense. But common sense ain't so common, right? So it's like. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, duh, you know, we should all be healthy and, like, work out and eat healthy and get a bunch of sleep. But that doesn't mean that's what people are going to do. Because I think, so then the question is, why don't people do that? Like, if you just keep dissecting and use the why principle, why don't people do that? Because they think it's hard. Or because they don't know that that's the problem. So lack of knowledge. Or the solution. Lack of knowledge. They think it's too hard. They, They don't have the experience or tools to draw from in the first place to know that it's lacking no but like for example if someone's like oh i know how to work out like i know i should be working out why am i not working out why you know like if someone's like i know i should be a good leader well why aren't you is it because they don't have the necessary tools maybe it's because they fall back into bad habits yeah i mean there are a lot of ceos and business owners that have really like quick tempers Mm -hmm. you know and well, anger management is a huge thing to be able to realize, like, if somebody does something wrong, it's not their fault. Like, don't the, react immediately. No, always, never. Always wait. Put yourself in somebody's shoes. That's what I do all the time. Like, That's what they talk about in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Before you react. Think about that. Think about what, what they're going through. Exactly. Where are they coming from? Nobody does anything well unless they're maybe a Russian spy or something like Or they're just an asshole or they're angry. Yeah, but the majority of people are really trying their best. And if they're motivated and if they're encouraged well and there's a program in place, both I think people and process, then and you've got the right leadership team. And it's not just one person, it's a team with mm-hmm. the CEO being a driving force and visionary. But the leadership is not yes, there's one leader, but I believe that you develop leadership teams to really drive a force for a whole company. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, Wait, so we said there were three things. We just talked about two things. No, we talked about, well, okay, fine, you're right. So one day is the people skill. That's one program. And then the second program is people and process. So mm-hmm. Kristen's and mine, like, you know, how to do all the things that we were just talking about. And then if you ever want to do, it's like. more comprehensive. More, yeah, the, the second one but is much more comprehensive. But it's different than the eight-week. Oh, yes. Eight-week is for basically if you are wanting to operate a successful cannabis business, meaning you touch the cannabis plant. And meaning you already have one. Or if you want to be capitalized, because goes, it goes through principles, but I think it would be better applied for somebody operating. Because I believe, I mean, don't you think, like, theory is theory. But if you can say, oh, yeah, and actually apply the homework that we're giving to people in their business, they're going to see much more success. Everyone needs a mentor. Yes, and an advisor. we never know. We can never know everything. Yeah. So remember that and learn. Yeah. Any key takeaways before we wrap up this one? Just that I was not in the least surprised by the reaction we got when we were telling 
everyone from every sector about our idea, you know, about yeah. our curriculum and how we how we envision what we're doing. And everyone loved it. You That's know? so true. And how sad that it's just now becoming a an thought that we need to focus on people like that's but better late than yeah ever. but actually before we wrap up one other thing is that what i've actually seen in my boyfriend's company is that it's interesting to see from startup to success and now them integrating like more corporate processes and seeing how the innovation and that startup culture because they're all are very artistic you know software design and experience and all that stuff how you have to balance that very, very finely, right? Because I think, and these programs, maybe a program later on, we can talk about this or if it would be customized, but that's unique. Where, when you actually are having the things going well and you have the process, how do you not stifle innovation? Apple is struggling, actually. I mean, they continue to, what, release the same phone. Yeah, except holding back just one little feature. Just one little feature, right? But I think, honestly, and I hope I don't piss anybody off, and I'd love, actually, to hear somebody challenge me because I probably am wrong, but it's just my opinion. I wonder what it would be right now with Steve Jobs, right? And so, like, you always have to, because, you know, I have several friends that have worked pretty high up in Apple, and it seems that innovation, and I've even read articles about it, that the innovation has been stifled a little bit. So remember, like... You know, I got to say, though, that's a really good point. But to be devil's advocate, yeah. innovation has hit, um, like, it's peaked. No. You know? Yes. Like, no, no. technology, VR, all of these things, they're just improvements on things we've already created. But we are not... I mean, if you think of every 50 years, what it was like in 1900... To 1950. Okay, I think so. Maybe, then, if yeah. you went from 1950 to 2000, mm-hmm. but then you go from like 2000 to 2050, it's it's not nearly like leaps and bounds. Where now we have cars, and now we have it's like, dude, we have cell phones, like phones that are cameras that are assistants. Yeah. I mean, I'm maybe I sound totally crazy, like, oh, what else could they do? Oh, but that's what I think everybody thinks, but yes. But I don't, I guess what I meant is that... I'm getting off track. What? No, you're not. Innovation, to me, is that we can be innovative. We're innovating right now new programs. So innovation is realizing that you can't say static for a long time. Well, I think innovation is the continuous improvement. Yes, of your product. Implementing whatever. maybe a new product at some point, right? And seeing how you can always be better than your competitors. And who, always another question to ask is, what will we do, like, if we were fired and they replaced the best person, what would they have done differently? Right? I don't know. Interesting. Final thought. But yeah, I'm, I'm we curious. We could go on for we, days. We definitely could. I'm I mean, curious. We, do. we definitely do. We record these conversations without the podcast. Yeah. But if you guys are listening, a, please, a call to action is go to our Facebook group, Cannabis Business Minds, on Facebook, and question of the day and I'll put this when we release it is what type of things do you do in your company if you own it or if you're an employee that inspire leadership that inspire team building like what's been working for you we'd love to hear it or what do you think the problem is or do you think that this is something that would benefit your company oh I would love to hear that yes you know and what specifically would you want covered in this yeah you know, 100%. And you can shoot us an email too because that's, I'd love that like personal direct, like, hey, I really thought exactly. that you guys could do that. So you can always shoot us an email and find it on our website. Yes. Uh, so it's been another great conversation. A great pleasure. Yes. Oh, we have an event. Oh my goodness. Yes. So one plug before we leave. We're like the never ending ladies. July 22nd, mark your calendars. It's in Los Angeles. It's a full day women's empowerment summit. And so Chris and I are curating the content and we are having, there's still tickets, um, but we're having 250 women there and we're having a lot of group leaders that will be leading these pods. And the whole curriculum is designed to, and we're having 
Oh, I don't think we've released her yet. So we're having a special guest there that we're also, that's also a podcast um, interviewee in the next few episodes. We'll release it. But the whole goal of this is to leave, you know, women feeling empowered about negotiation skills, about being assertive. Yeah. And hearing from women who have done incredible things in terms of like those things aspects like negotiation skills from top leaders in negotiation right um we're interviewing and we not interviewing but we've got them um, on a panel several women who have killed it yeah and and each woman has their own unique experiences that they've gone through and we've made it more cannabis women specific because it's not the same as other industries and it's good to be able to get together with your peers and to all vibe on the same thing because we're all dealing with pretty much the same situations. Yeah, absolutely. And what's cool when Simone says pods is we're only going to do like 20 minutes, 30 minutes of our speakers. And then all of our speakers are also leaders of the pods. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we will take what you learn from the speakers and think of a a circumstance or situation that you can apply it to. And the point of doing this in a group is it's so much easier to solve other people's problems. Yes. And it's so much better to be able to not only solve other people's problems, but to be able to maintain contact and relationships with these people that you've grown with. So we're, su- yeah. <laughs> so we're super excited. And if you're going to be in L.A. or you're looking for a reason to come to Los Angeles and you're a woman. So just to put it out there, this is a female only. Yes. Because it's a women's empowerment. Event, yes. And so. tickets right now are really cheap. They're 49 bucks and they go up significantly starting July. And so you can go to our website, LIV advisors.com backslash events and you'll also see it on the home like on the homepage you can see this um, so you can subscribe uh, but I would say if you're interested and can go and you're a woman and meet the criteria get tickets now because they're, they're way going yeah they're going quickly and they're pretty cheap right now yes so we hope to see you then um, thank you for joining us thank you so much for listening to Cannabis Business Minds <laughs>